0: Me harder, me harder, daddy. Me like the I am. Put it, daddy. I don't even care. I don't care who sees me. Them can't with me. They can't see a like yours. Me, daddy. Me, dad. Oh, hello. I'm Derek, and I'm the host of Ratchet Book Club. We read hood classics and good classics, and that means anything from Old Thought Next Door to The Phantom Tollbooth. We read a few chapters every episode, and then we discuss what we thought of each chapter before we get to the next one. It's pretty enlightening. Sometimes you find out things you never knew, like did you know that somebody's... Ratchet Book Club. We're available on Spotify, iTunes, Anchor, and anywhere else you really could think of. good fucking podcast should be at.
1: Most of the time, we review books that we really like here on The Book Boys. Other times, we review books that stink. And when a book really stinks, we get fussy. So this is a warning that sometimes we'll swear on this podcast, or sometimes the material that we're reviewing will be adult in nature. So keep that in mind as you listen to this week's episode.
2: Huh? <laughs> <laughs> How'd you like that promo? Oh, that was good. I w- I I'll listen to that show. I'd never heard of it before, but now I'm intrigued. Well, you're not on Twitter. Is your problem? Because I got banned. I know. We've had this conversation three not, times. Not so much banned, but just locked out of my account and can't get back in.
1: I've had that problem too. Uh, for the listeners, we've had this conversation like three times because
2: of technical difficulties. Yeah. But uh, so this conversation, which, feels which I be asked hollow. about before, and you should. Ah, no, it's fine. And then it turns out it wasn't fine.
1: Well, I tested it earlier. Remember, uh-huh. when I was trying to record ghosts. I decided, like, I've updated my machine, so I'll just check to make sure I'm recording stuff. So I plugged the thing in, Uh I hit record, and I left for two hours. Yeah, that's a long time. It's a long time. And I Uh came back, and it was still recording. I'm like, great, it's not crashing. Yeah. It's doing its job. Apparently it was only
2: recording through one mic, though, or something. I don't
1: know. Well, then, yeah, there's little spikes. So when Ben came down, I said, yeah, when I came down and I pressed stop. Uh, there's little spikes on there So there was noises happening And my first thought was EVPs Which is a ghost thing Electronic voice phenomena Okay And uh, so Ben had the headphones on And I said why don't, you, why don't you listen to some of these spikes Well he just told me It's my floorboards creaking Yep So Nothing um,
2: spooky there Nothing spooky there So that was a little bit of a letdown Ben how's your week Ben? And then we tried to start the show And I said "Are you? Did you check to make sure the mics are ready? Yeah they're fine uh,
1: I told the host
2: of Ratchet Book Club,
1: oh. uh, I can't wait to play this promo for Ben. Uh, I'm going to talk to Ben about how the book that he read, because he read the book Horson, yep. uh, which is about a pimp from the 60s and 70s. Yeah, it's
2: not by Iceberg Slim, though. It's by somebody else. Yeah,
1: I know. Well, now I don't know. We had to look this up because you made a big freaking deal out of it. I was just well, curious. I up. wanted to learn more about it. Donald it sounded Goins, intriguing.
2: Yeah. Or I'm probably not
1: pronouncing that name right. Uh, Donald Goins wrote it. Not Iceberg Slim. That's a different pimp book. But yeah. Uh, I was, I've heard about Horson. And I'm like, oh, I wish I could read that. And I found out we, me and this guy were chatting online. And I was like, oh, uh, oh, you read Horson? So I'm gonna read that. And I got really wrapped into it because it's a very serious, dark, horrible person story. And uh, he did a really great job. So I said, hey, do you got a promo? I'd like to play you on the show. We got no listeners. I just would like to do the gesture. The we dance. have some listeners. Uh, a handful. handful. but. Of And I said, So, yeah, uh, well, you know, give me your promo. So he gave me the promo and said, Oh, I got some swearing. I hope it's okay. And uh, so then I didn't listen to it initially. And then later, when I was sitting at the table with my daughter, uh, I said, Oh, I got that promo from someone. Do you want to hear it? And my daughter thinks podcasting is dorky and stupid. She's correct. (laughs) She is correct. And she goes, no, I don't want to hear it. I'm like, well, I'm going to play it anyways. And so I turn up the speakers. I played it. And then you hear all the beeping <laughs> and everything. And I started dying laughing. And then my daughter's like, play it again. And so we yeah. played it a second time. <laughs> so it was pretty good. And I said, I can't wait to play this for Ben. Uh, I'm going to tell Ben about the serious story you read and make it sound really serious. And then I'll tell yeah. Ben, like, there's a funny part, but it's kind of subtle. you got to listen for it. So, go ahead. so Ben, being the good, uh, the good friend of the show that he is, he put on the headphones, I played it, expecting to record his, like, his it was like, oh, my God, whatever. But Ben just wafted through all the swearing, waiting for the subtle, funny part, because yeah. you thought I was serious, and you were actually waiting for a subtle, funny part. I know, because, massive... like, that wasn't
2: subtle at all. I'm like, well, this surely is not what he was <laughs> referring to. Joke. I better pay close attention so I don't miss the subtle part. So Ben just uh, sat there dead a silent yeah, <laughs> the so. whole
1: time. Well, anyways, uh, so that's our that's our first promo for the Book Boys that uh, we played on the show. And that nice, what have
2: you done with your week, Ben? Oh, you know, just the regular old job interviews and whatnot to try and get out of my terrible company. And are any of them uh, panning out? Uh we'll see. Only time will tell.
1: Only time will tell.
2: Yeah, that's it. Nothing else. It's been very hot. It's been very trying to very stay hot. cool. How about that weather, huh, Glenn? Boy. <laughs> oh. Wow. Oh, don't get me started on the weather, yeah. man. Huh. Oh, my wow. Lord. Boy, oh. I guess global warming is real after all. You know, it's, huh? it's the humidity. Yeah. It's the humidity. It's that's it's the, what it's gets hu- you. It's the humidity. It
1: man. is. It's the humidity. I'm yep. telling you. I've uh, just going to talk about myself unless you <laughs> got
2: anything you want to say. You're yeah. just going to sit there and waste time talking it's about the weather. It's not your business. Well, thanks to the heat. Uh, oh, we actually are talking about the weather now. Yeah, we're talking
1: about the weather, only because it's preventing me from having the summer of 1989 with my friend Corey. (laughs) He is a highfalutin guy at a company. And uh, he's doing very well. And he decided, I don't want to work there anymore, even though he's been there for like 25 years. Yeah. And I said, why would you quit now, moron? You make a lot of money. You're in a good, important role. You can just kind of like uh, have a cushy lifestyle. He wants to be challenged with something that's meaningful. And blah, blah, blah. That's it's his midlife crisis. Stupid. Yeah. Just get a car. Go yeah. cheat on your wife. Like, what is this job Just thing? hang do out do? in your natural pool. It, it is all natural pool. Exactly. So he... Uh, he quit his job basically uh he put in his three months or whatever so they could transition away from him and uh and then he said hey if you're still unemployed glenn we could have the summer of 1989 all over again that was the summer that i refused to shower for some reason uh, i don't <laughs> remember why but i went for roughly a month and a half almost two months without showering and i was really proud of it it was like a little personal well best. is it
2: the thing like if you go more than three days or some without a shower like your your body's natural oils take over and I've never heard. You're this. essentially self cleaning or something. That sounds know. like a hippie thing. It do you, does. Doesn't did you it? wear
1: a lot of patchouli when you were in high school?
2: No, I di- no, I showered r- religiously. <laughs> but I, I've <laughs> heard of other people your say your mother would almost say
1: excessively.
2: <laughs> yes, um, so but I've heard other people say that like uh, showers on yeah, it's unnatural. Just let your body oil do the. That's do it. weird. Yeah. your body showers itself. Yeah, that sounds like bullshit. Well, and then you
1: just licked yourself like a cat. <laughs> I don't think anyone says and, that. And and, 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 fo- and focus on the groin. Don't forget to focus on the groin. It's very important because that's, that's where the most
2: dirtiest part of your body. Well, That's
1: where most you have of to the must Yeah. Yes. Uh, so uh, sweet Corey has decided <laughs> that he wants to quit his job, and uh, so we're doing this. I didn't shower uh, much in the summer of '89, and uh, so we kept going to the beach in the town that you and I have both grown up in. And why we kept going to the beach is because all of our Puss. friends kept going. Oh, there friends. All the time. Okay. Would you just say clothes? Plus. There was
2: puss. Okay.
1: And we were under the delusion that we could obtain the puss. Despite having not showered in over a month? I used to be real skinny, uh, and I had a mullet. Like not there. anymore, right,
2: Tubby? No, not
1: anymore. <laughs> I, I was really appreciating when we went out for our burgers and beers that we had we, both of our pear shapes with our guts pressing tightly against our shirts as we're kind of like leaning over the table because that's one of the things, one of the ways to hide your gut is to really lean over that table and get that gut stuffed down underneath yeah. the surface. So anyways uh, yeah I had the mullet I wasn't showering I used to be a real thin boy uh, with like ribs exposed kind of it's just it was a weird time for me and um, then uh, and we thought oh well, our friends are gonna be at the beach and, and uh, attractive ladies and we go down there and for real there was one time that Corey and I were laughing because we sat down with our little blankets and laid on the on the beach and the women and other mutual friends literally made space away from us because I smelled so bad, and Corey had trench mouth, which when he went to the dentist, the dentist said, it's a bum's disease. So ask your mom about that one, since your mom knows about teeth. (laughs) I want to get Gretchen's take on trench mouth. Is it a bum's disease? In the summer of 89, did Corey have a bum's disease in his mouth?
2: My mom didn't work at like a Bum dental clinic, though. I don't know if she knows what trench mouth is.
1: <laughs> so, dentists just don't know about the like, certain diseases unless they're working within areas. Where yeah, it's she, <laughs> she was in a nice
2: part of town. I don't think there was uh, much trench I'm mouth. I'm sure she's out heard there. of trench mouth
1: for her career. Yeah, maybe. It has to have happened in passing, as you maybe heard another dentist at a convention mention trench mouth once and looked it up <laughs> in the encyclopedia at the library. I don't know. It's got to be something. Anyways, so Corey keeps saying, Hey, I, he just, his job just finished this month. And he said, uh, you still unemployed? And I said, fuck yeah. And he said, let's have the summer of 89 all over again. And he says we should get on bikes and we should bike down to the beach of our old hometown. Yeah. Even though we both live pretty far away from our old hometown. So the biking is going to be kind of a long stretch. He lives pretty far out. Yeah. I was going to say, you don't live that far away. I'm not too far away, but yeah. he's really kind of far out. So we're going to bike out there, and uh, he was saying, like, I won't brush my teeth for, like, a week if we need to, and then you don't wash. <laughs> and I'm like, I think we have to pay to get to the beach now. Like, times have changed. You don't just wander into the beach for free. I think we got to pay to get in there now. And he's like, uh, well, whatever. we got to do whatever we got to do. And I don't want to go to the beach. I'm old. Water's cold, and I don't want to get in it. Like, it takes me a long time to get in a pool because I don't like the way the water well, feels on my thighs. don't have to get thoughts. in the
2: water. You can just sit near the water. That's what old people do. Yeah,
1: that's true. Sun yourself? Yeah. That's the only way to get body heat inside yeah. of you is from the sun? Yes. Yeah. Well, with that, uh, let's move on to Backyard Blast Burb Blurb with Gretchen. What, is Gret- what did we used to call this segment back when Gretchen used to focus on teeth and not birds? Was it, like, all oral All with oral with Gretchen or something, yeah. I think, yeah. Oh, I miss those days. Oh. I kind of wish Gretchen would go back to the teeth again.
2: Or is she tapped out on teeth? I, you know, she's retired from that life. She got sick of all the trench mouth and had to get out. Oh, yeah. And the politics. The rampant trench mouth. <laughs> rampant trench it's mouth. It's a bum's disease. <laughs> I want to hear her take
1: on it. Let's get Gretchen back in. Let's get her tooth take. Tooth take with Gretchen. Ben... Anything from Gretchen? Uh, we were having our beer and burger, yeah. and you realized that Gretchen had not sent you anything. Yeah, and you had to last-minute, quick text her, saying, "Hurry up and get some bird yeah, facts." Yeah, and together. she and
2: she said, "I thought you weren't recording until next week." And I'm like, "Well, mother, we took last week off. <laughs> Today <laughs> is next week." I love that you expect her to know our podcasting yeah.
1: schedule. Oh, you poor mom. She, oh, sorry, I'll get something very, right now. <laughs> you said you had a backup though, a mysterious backup you won't tell me about. So that's. If, the, if Gretchen never comes through, you have something. And I kind of want to know what the hell that is.
2: We'll never find out, though, because she's reliable. Yeah, well, Gretchen, try Shh. to throw one week just so I can see what
1: this weird she came through. backup scenario Ben has. Okay, fine. Get in the, uh, the Gretchen. Well, just cue up the
2: music, though. It's playing. I can't hear it. I can never hear it. Why can't I hear it? Because you're not wearing the headphones and oh. the computer. Just do it. Is my mic on? I'm going to kill you. Do it. Gretchen's backyard blast bird blurb. This week, we'll learn a few tidbits about the Canada Goose. They were eliminated from Minnesota Min the 1930s. Ooh. Made Gretchen hurry up a little bit, and there's a typo in there. Oh, a little typo. instead of Ian. Gretchen, a little little attention to detail. Come on.
1: (laughs) Is she like an alcoholic? Like, what's going on? She's like slipping or something? Like, suddenly she can't pull her shit together and get this stuff going on time? How fucking dare you take that back? (laughs) She's got a Coke problem? This is what happened to the writers of ALF. This is exactly what happened to the writers of ALF.
2: (laughs) Anyway, the Canada Goose. They were reintroduced to federal land in the 1940s and 1950s, and to state land in the 1960s and 1970s. Once they were not very common, but they have adapted well to our changing environment. Adults mate for many years. Males often stand guard at the edge of the group and will become aggressive and hiss at anyone who approaches. Ooh. I have experienced this on my walks, says Gretchen in parentheses. <laughs> she, and it's true. She told me about this like two weeks ago. Apparently. She's not over-traumatized it. it too. Traumatized by it, apparently. Yeah, I've experienced it. They hiss at you. Just keep moving. Just keep
1: your calves away from their beaks.
2: Uh, <laughs> adults molt their primary flight feathers while raising their young, rendering family groups flightless at the same time. Hmm. Why did the banana go to the doctor? She went as far as to scoop up some jokes.
1: By the way, the bird facts passing. Yeah. I mean, this is a lady who
2: hurried at the last minute. Yeah, I yeah, know. She's it, got it a drug problem. Uh, well, Something's no, going on. She, she was working on a tight deadline.
1: Because she was too busy like watching Columbo. the hangover. I think she was watching Columbo. Oh, tell me she seriously watches Columbo.
2: Oh, yeah. Does she for
1: real? Yeah. I love Columbo. I know you do. I love when you've watched Columbo and stuff. with her. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You should make a, your your mom should make a
2: Columbo podcast. Review every episode. <laughs> I listen to it. Get all excited about the guest star. I love the guest star yeah. in every episode. It's like somebody like, I <laughs> I know that's goes, a famous name, but I I don't know who this person is, but yeah, I know but they were famous 50 years ago. I love that it. it's Roddy McDowell. So she starts naming all the
1: movies Roddy McDowell's Benny. Like he always wears the tight turtlenecks. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> real small man real
2: thin thin uh, why did the banana go to the doctor because it, it peeled its split I don't know it was not peeling well oh well I got one part right yeah, yeah. okay why did the baby strawberry cry <laughs> because his parents were in a jam
1: oh that's actually kind of a cute one I know you got another one knock knock Ah, who's there? Candace. It's going to be Candace something. Yeah, Candace who? Candace door open or what? I knew it. Damn it. Knock, knock. Another. Wow. For a woman who woke up from being passed out for like 48 hours yeah. from drug addiction, gets your text, she jumped on this and she got a bunch of jokes all lined up. Mommy's for us. Little
2: Helpers, right? Isn't that what they call them?
1: That, that's you. Mother's Little Helpers? What's yeah, the? Yeah, that's like, that's a, that's a son that's been coddled for too long. No, I thought it was
2: Valium or something
1: oh yeah prince valium sure mommy's little helpers yeah your mom's got a drug problem knock knock who's there
2: candace we just read that one knock knock <laughs> <laughs> who's there candace there's two
1: candace jokes knock knock <laughs> who's there
2: candace candace who candace dick in your mouth
1: Jesus Christ, she did mom! That. Okay, Holy here we go. Shit. Oh, that's Ben doing a bit. Guys, Ben's doing a bit. Well, that's a lot of fun, Ben. Fucking
2: Christ, <laughs> mom. I wasn't ready for that. You know I don't read these ahead of time. <laughs> knock knock.
1: God damn, is he another can, this one?
2: Knock knock. Who's there? Dozen. Dozen? Like a dozen eggs? Knock knock.
1: God damn. I'm asking you what the word it. Who's there?
2: Dozen. Dozen who? Doesn't anyone want to let me in? Also, says Gretchen, I forgot it's Father's Day coming up, so a couple of bonus dad jokes. Oh, for me?
1: You don't have a kid, do you? Because no one's ever let you... Okay. (laughs) Go on. How do you know your dad is planning for the future? I don't know, the amount of masturbation or what? He buys two cases of
2: beer instead of one.
1: Oh. Oh, whoa, (laughs) whoa. Dads.
2: How do you scare a divorced dad?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this is getting specific. Your mom really pulled it together at the last minute. (laughs) How do you scare a divorced dad?
2: Sneak up behind him and start throwing rice.
1: Oh! Oh. Wow. Okay. All right. Well, that was a little touchy. I don't know if
2: she's taking shots at you or at my dad or what's going on here. I don't know.
1: Oh, there's a lot of divorced dads there's, there's in play lot, on this a lot episode. to unpack on this one. There's a lot of divorced dads
2: in uh, play. Gretchen, I could have done without the obscenity. You know we don't like to work blue here, but... Uh, your mom
1: know. did not add that one. That was you. You could tell by the overacting. <laughs> I hate your smug face. You know <laughs> those goddamn macro eyes. Are we going to move on? Are we done with Gretchen?
2: God, I hope so. Until next time, that is. Can't wait for more uh, backyard blasting in two weeks or whatever. What was that thing? I uh,
1: got a message. Is Your burrito. Oh, that's Christy uh, from across the alley. They invited me over for barbecue uh, on Sunday, and uh, it was really nice. They like made me. I got to eat like a burger and two brats and stuff, and we just sat around chatting for a while. It was pretty nice. So Sounds like does, you ate a lot. Is that why you couldn't eat so much tonight? You barely touched your food tonight. Are you okay? Does meat stay in your stomach for 24 hours without passing through your intestine? I like don't how know. How long
2: do you have a pile of meat sitting inside your stomach? Did you have a BM this morning? I did. Okay.
1: And it was complicated. That
2: presumably would have passed the meat. I would think it would pass the meat. Okay. But anyway, so she
1: texted to say, uh, you know, had a good time. So, uh, And she listens to the show. So Hi, watch her, what you freaking say. Don't make fun of them.
2: Glad to have you on board as a fan.
1: Oh, wow. On board as a fan? Yeah. I just want to thank our fan base. Yep. Nice.
2: You're She's you're great... what makes us all worthwhile. She, yeah. She's a great friend of the show.
1: Why don't we move on to uh, the slap? What's up? New books for teens that slap. Oh, I yeah. Got it. Uh-huh. This week, uh, we're going to review or talk about... How do you label this? We're not reviewing, but I'm just reading a press release yeah, from Penguin Random House. Just say that then. This week, we're reading a press release for Penguin Random House. There we go. About the new book coming up called uh, You're So Dead by Ash Parsons. Ooh, sounds edgy. Yeah, the cover of the book's got a bunch of good-looking teens uh, making the, the little the weird peace sign with their hands and holding up a phone and doing a little selfie thing. It's really cool looking. Uh, about You're So Dead, fans of Karen M. McCannis and Kate Allender will devour this darkly funny who fast-paced have,
0: I,
2: mystery. Who the fuck are those people? I have no idea. I mean, it's very inside. It's part of the industry. Mine says it's a hilarious Agatha Christie-inspired YA thriller
1: comedy. Uh, well, yeah, I hate when you do that, when you look up what I'm, and now you've jumped ahead. You've jumped ahead. It's right. The thing. it
2: Oh, that was like I the think first Christine line. Inspired,
1: why you throw a comedy about the best friends who sneak into influencers only festival event. quote or impressive gone wrong. Only discover a killer is in their midst. Oh, what? oh murder no. at the influencer party. What? Holy shit. No and way. They, they have to uncover the truth and also solve the mystery before it's too late. There's a lot on the shoulders of these teens. Yeah. Perfect for fans of. One of us is lying and truly devious. More books that are insider. I have no. How are we supposed to know about these books? I don't know. Is the character's name Plum Winter? Plum Winter has always come in second to his sister, Uh, the unbelievably cool, famous influencer Peach Winter. (laughs) Plum
2: Peach. I hate everything about this book.
1: Everything sucks so far. Yeah, we're gonna have to read this, aren't we? And when Peach is invited to an all-expense-paid trip to a luxurious art and music festival for influencers on a private island in the Caribbean, Plum decides it's finally her time to shine. So she intercepts the invite and asks her two best friends, Sophia and Marlo, two normal names. Wait, wait,
2: what? What? Sophia?
1: Yeah, Sophia. This one says Antonia. Shut up. Two best friends, comma... Antonia and Marlowe? This is clearly S-O-F-I-A and Marlowe.
2: This one is clearly A-N-T-O-N-I-A and Marlowe. Are you
1: going to some weird, like, like they scrape the content and trying to represent it from some weird website that wants you to buy a creepy book that you're not going to actually get? Is we're, that well, what we're
2: talking? Are
1: you on PenguinRandomHouse.com? Where no, are you? I'm on Goodreads. Well, Goodreads. The Wikipedia of Book Related Craft. Anyone could jump in there and type. That's what how they you want. know it's the
2: best information.
1: I'm gonna continue. When I lost my class, Sophia and Marlo Ant- to come along to the Do you think it's Antonia or Antonia? It's Sophia. To fest with her. It'll be spring break, they'll never forget. But when Plum and her friends get to the island, it's not anything like it seemed in the invite. The island is run down. Creepy, and there doesn't seem to even be a festival. Oh, this is like the fire festival. They basically yeah. just stole the uh-huh. concept of the fire festival. Yeah. What's with all these books stealing shit all the time? They're topical. It's just seven other quasi-celebrities and influences, and none of the glitz and glamour she expected. Then people start to die. Uh dot dot dot. Plum and her friends soon realize that someone is lured each of them to the, quote, festival, unquote, to kill them. Someone has a vendetta against every person on the island, and no one is supposed to leave alive. So together, Plum, Sophia... Antonia. What the hell is going on? Well, this is from the website of the place that published it, so screw you. And Marlo will do whatever it takes to unravel the mystery of the killer and fight to save themselves as many influencers as they can before it's too late. Praise for so you're dead or you're so dead... (laughs) Uh, 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 nobody good (laughs) there's a website called Booklist. it says a riveting a is in brackets a riveting says if that's like in context I don't know well we're gonna move on okay so that's so you're dead by Ash Parsons you're so dead you're right why do I want it to be different I don't know I think I just want the whole book to be different yeah by Ash Parsons a hardcover 1899 that's uh, coming out June 15th at Amazon, Barnes and Noble, my favorite name, Books A Million, Hudson Booksellers, IndieBound, Powell's Target. Say it, bookshop.org.
2: Is it available at bookshop.org? Available. I'd be shocked if it wasn't. Bookshop.org <laughs> is on a mission to financially support independent booksellers. Go to bookshop.org slash shop slash nuzzle house. How do you know that? Because you're staring straight at me. You're not looking at notes. You just know. like
1: know this whole speech. Yeah. Just by heart or just make it up on the fly? I've done it before. Go in a different angle with it. Bookshop.org, but you're marketing it towards teens.
2: I don't know how to speak to teens anymore.
1: (laughs) Well, with that, why don't we dive into uh, this week's book. week, uh, we read Baby Island by Carol Ryrie. How do you pronounce that? Rye-ree? Rye-ree? Rye-ree. Ryrie? Ryrie. R-Y-R-I-E. Ryrie. Break. Uh, background of the book, first published in 1937, which explains a lot. It's a classic. Yeah, the novel was republished many times over the next several decades. There's almost nothing on this book or this author. So a little bit of background on the author. Uh, she's born December 28th, 1895, and she died August 15th. Uh, 1981.
2: so good full life there for that's a full Carol. She lived in uh, our backyard here, St. Paul Minnesota for a long time. Oh did she really? Yeah oh, I didn't know that. That's what the internet told me yesterday.
1: She was an American author of over 30 juvenile and adult books. Uh, her novel Caddy Woodlawn won the 1936 Newberry Medal yep. and Lewis Carroll Shelf award in and 1958. that's apparently
2: when she peaked.
1: That's, that was her peak. Baby Island was not her peak. So ben, well, save it Save it for later. We'll get into that. Can you give a, a brief overview of the storyline of this book, but do it in the voice of a grandma who just loves babies way too much? <laughs> it's like kind of creepy. Well, of course I can, Glenn. <laughs> no, why would not I be able to? Oh, this will be fun. Yeah. It's been a while since you've got to be
2: able to do a voice for your overview. Yeah. Oh. Serious book. Go on, do hey, it. Well, I've... Well, thank you for asking me, first of all. I'm just glad that you would ask me to do this. It's my pleasure to, to come <laughs> and talk about Baby Island. Um, it's a delightful tale of uh, two... Um, I couldn't tell if they're sociopaths or just developmentally disabled, but there's two girls, aged 10 and 12. Um, they're on a on a cruise ship. They're on their way to Australia to meet their dad. <laughs> their dad moved to Australia for work a couple of years ago, and they were living in Iowa with their with their relatives, with yeah, their aunt and uncle. Yeah. Um, and boy, these girls... They like babies, okay? They like to watch (laughs) babies. They like to play with babies. And lucky for them, there's babies on this boat. They're having a gay old time on this boat, playing with all the babies. Mm -hmm. They have four babies that they're particularly fond of. And luckily for them, uh, the boat starts to sink, so they get to go on a lifeboat (laughs) with their four favorite babies. I'm glad that you've picked up on all the stuff I was disturbed about.
1: Like just in your description, I think we are completely in agreement on this book. Imagine
2: their good fortune when they wake up in the middle of the night to discover the boat sinking, and they can kidnap four children, bring them onto a lifeboat. And, they didn't uh, have
1: to kidnap, because imagine their good fortune that their parents are so
2: neglectful, they're just
1: not around, so they have to save the babies. Yes.
2: So they get on a lifeboat, and they are cast adrift away from the sinking boat, and several days later, they find themselves uh, washed up on shore of a beautiful desert island. Wide, sandy beaches and palm trees with cocoanuts. Coconuts. coconuts. <laughs> and they find a babbling brook that they make a make a little house by so they can have fresh water and all the coconuts they can eat. <laughs> but, you know, having human babies, it doesn't have to stop there. You can also oh. have monkey babies. They adopt a monkey baby, and yes. And a goat baby. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, let's wait. We'll get to the goat in a little bit. But, yes, they do soon discover a monkey baby that they can adopt. <laughs> Prince Charlie, they call him. This grandma
1: voice you're doing is really ambering into something special. Like, the more you're Please. doing it, the better it gets. <laughs>
2: anyway, Prince Charlie the monkey baby is quite a rapscally a little bit of a troublemaker sometimes.
1: Actually, your voice is the voice of someone that's like does a lot of dog shows. <laughs> <laughs>
2: anyway, they they find a lot of bananas... They make a cute little hut and a playpen for the babies. The babies all seem very happy throughout this ordeal. Don't seem to miss their parents at all, which is good. Uh, Then they they walk around the island a little bit and find a grumpy old man, grumpy lonely man who only has a parrot and uh, several goats to keep him company. Doesn't have a baby, but he does have a baby goat. No. But he doesn't care for it. No. Yeah. But you know what? Hmm. Eventually, his heart warms at the sight of these four babies because they're so irresistible.
1: Oh, it takes uh, and Anne they trade Elizabeth, uh, Anne Elizabeth Arlington, the cutest baby on the steamship. Uh, she's a little spoiled, yeah, um, little Lizzie,
2: but he was, She Lizzie. won him over. Yep. Yeah. So anyway, they trade menial tasks for goat milk to keep the babies alive, <laughs> um, and then they celebrate Christmas. Yep. Terrible storm comes, mm-hmm. and then uh, they uh, the babies and the girls' parents come on a yacht to rescue them. Yep. And that's then the right. creepy old man moves to Australia with them.
1: He does. He actually lives nearby. The guy even yeah. says, hey, can your dad help me find property to buy? <laughs> oh, he had a bunch of pirate's gold, too. He did a chest full of pirate's gold. They kept saying that he might be a pirate. And I'm like, well, that's just dumb. Because he was out missing he actually, a toe. Yeah, he was probably part of a pirate thing. Well, let's talk about this book. Uh, first thing that stood out for me, um, under some of the quotes I have, which I'm not going to sit here and read off quotes. but um, well, Can we just start with the foreword? Oh, I never read the foreword. Oh, the foreword
2: is disturbing in itself. Oh, go on. Uh, the quote I pulled out of the foreword is, It is more difficult to borrow babies now. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> for real. <laughs> yes. Actually, do you want me to just read the whole forward? It's yeah, only a just
1: re- is it really short? Yeah, go ahead. I want to see the context for this. It's more difficult to borrow babies. <laughs>
2: <laughs> when I was a small girl, it was the fashion in our circle to borrow the neighbor's babies. <laughs> I myself was never a very accomplished nursemaid, although I had many happy hours pushing the perambulator of a young cousin. But some of my friends had a positive genius for taking care of and amusing babies. They never thought of receiving pay for this delightful pastime. Minding a baby was its own reward. Wow. It is more difficult to borrow babies now, I understand. (laughs) Whether this is due to a scarcity of babies or to more particular (laughs) mothers, I am unable to say... But I am quite sure of this. There are just as many little girls who love babies as there ever were. And it is especially for them that I have written the story of Baby Island.
1: (laughs) Yeah, instantly. um, On page 15, there's a quote that says, Even if she was a teeny weeny bit spoiled, she was the most darlingest baby on the boat. And I made a note that says, this is weird. And then, uh, by page 16, Mary realized with a strange thrill that she and Jean were adrift on an unknown sea with a boat full of parentless babies. My note being, this is weird fetish shit.
0: Yeah.
2: (laughs) Also, the babies still had parents. They just didn't happen to be on the same
1: boat. Yeah. So what happens is when the boat is just randomly sinking, I don't know if they, did they ever explain why? Like, was it a Nazi U-boat thing, maybe? Or an iceberg? It was just like.
2: Well, at the end, it turned out the boat didn't actually sink.
1: Oh, it didn't? Yeah, you didn't catch that part? I was plowing through. It was through. like that yeah,
2: was a false alarm. They cast you off in that light bulb too soon. Uh, the boat didn't actually sink.
1: Oh yeah, I was plowing through. Is that the very end when the parents came in the yacht it, to pick him up? Yeah, it, I yeah, was just plowing through. Yeah, that I know. Well, to get the fuck
2: yeah, boat so anyway, um,
1: yeah, and so the. I guess there's, like, water, actually, on the floor of the hallways and stuff.
2: So they wake up. Which is odd if the boat wasn't actually sinking. But anyway.
1: Yeah, I know. Well, it wasn't, I don't think a lot of this is. There's not a
2: lot of physics. Not of attention or to.
1: timelines a being A lot of attention yet. to detail. Here. So no. Mary Wallace, who's 12, and Jean Wallace, who's 10, these two daughters, they already know about all the babies on the boat. Yep. They, they've got their eye on all of them. And so as soon as they realize that the boat's filling up with water, they go straight over to the Snodgrass family. Yep. And there's Jonah Snodgrass, yep. and I don't know the names of the other two. They nicknamed them Pink and Blue.
2: Yeah, it was Elisha uh, and something.
1: Yeah, oh, Elisha and yeah. But they were like twins, so they didn't yeah. know the difference between them. I don't know why they called them Pink and Blue. but anyways, Well, because
2: one of them wore pink clothes
1: and one wore blue clothes. Oh, which explains why at one point they removed the clothes on one baby just to make it naked for no reason on the beach. And then the other baby did the same when they came back. They couldn't yeah. tell the difference between the two. And then yeah. after that, they just, I don't know, they're... Identities are lost,
2: but well, no, they figured it out. But <clears throat> yeah, I don't care. I know. <laughs> so they
1: uh, they pick up the Snodgrass kids, and there's even an illustration where it's them uh, literally holding them like luggage. Do you see that, Ben?
2: <laughs> yeah, that's in my, my yeah. They're all as hunched well. over, yeah.
1: and they're holding the kids in a way that it just looks, like, and they look exhausted and tired. Like, well,
2: they, the one is half asleep because apparently she like the youngest has one some disorder and like didn't wake up even though the boat was sinking oh okay and she thought it was a dream The next, so the first thing they you do is they like grab the these
1: kids and don't spend time looking for the parents they just take the kids straight up to the boat and they're like well I guess the Snodgrass family who knows what I don't know if the dad showed up and said like I'm looking for the wife but then uh, they wind up as they're sitting in the boat Um, the father of Anne Elizabeth Arlington, the cutest baby on the steamship that's also a little bit spoiled, dad comes up and says, take this baby, I gotta go look for the wife, and then leaves. So now they've got four babies all to themselves. Imagine their luck. Imagine their luck. And so then, eventually it gets lowered down and they get sent off. And uh, then they spend days on the water uh, trying to find milk
2: and uh, just saying the dumbest things. Yeah. But, um... Can we just back up, like, the kind of encourages kidnapping and like the message it's sending like hey hey little girls if you like playing with babies just take them
1: yeah it's it's more like this as i was reading it it became a situation i'm like oh this is like you know how people get really excited about things like my little pony they like that you have this one pony that's known to be kind of sassy and its personality does not change or develop beyond that. Like, this is the sassy pony, and it's always sassy, and that's all it's known for, and it has no emotional depth beyond that. They also like the other one that's, like, really spoiled and pretty, and they like the other one that's, hey, back, like, the goofy up. one.
2: You want more emotional depth from
1: I don't. the pony doll I'm just saying it's attractive. The My Little Pony thing is mm-hmm. attractive because... Each one of these ponies has a certain kind of category they're in, and okay. they, don't out. Gotcha. they don't breed. They don't breed. They don't branch <laughs> out from that. <laughs> they don't branch out from that personality category, and they love that. They love that, like, you're simple and dumb, and I like this part of you, and I get to be like, oh, no, they're doing the sassy thing again. That's what that one always does. That's what this is for grandmas that love babies. <laughs> That's what this is. This is grandma porn, where it's just like the babies are trapped on an island and they have to need me. (laughs) They have to love me and appreciate me and I'm the only one that there's nobody better than me. They can't judge me against somebody else that can provide better. They have to need me. A lot like how people wish they could be trapped on a desert island with a beautiful uh, person of the opposite sex because after a year they have to have sex with me. This is what grandma version with babies is except without sex. (laughs) So the more I read it with that in mind, I was like, you're, just a fucking sociopath like you just yeah. don't see these there's no way you're going to see a baby as an actual developing person you're just gonna be like that one's fussy and they're always fussy and that's all they're ever written about
2: also I like to they're um, early on uh, talking about the Snodgrass babies mm-hmm. and uh, uh, Mrs. Snodgrass not having the babies around this will be something of a vacation for poor Mrs. Snodgrass said Mary thoughtfully. I hope she's where she can enjoy it
1: Just really wants those parents out of the picture, yeah, (laughs) and also like be happy away from your kids.
2: And then also, it made some reference to the kids like after a day, they don't seem to miss their mothers at all, they yeah, they did. Um,
1: they had become so attached to Mary and Jean on board the ship that they now scarcely miss their mothers at all. <laughs> After, like, literally a day. Yeah, this is grandma porn, is yeah. what
2: this is. This is like, babies need me. They finally I land know, okay, on the island. I'm, I'm sorry, the, the quote that really sealed it for me. Uh, again, so pretty early on, mm-hmm. early on, page uh, 31 here. Uh, it's a perfect shame the way we've had to go around and beg and borrow and say, please, ma'am, may we take your baby out? And then we could only keep them for a half hour or so. <laughs> now we have four, and they're ours! <laughs>
1: One that I found that I uh, almost forgot about. I've seen cousin Alex teach a young calf to drink by putting his finger down in the milk pail and letting the calf suck his finger, remarked Gene. And my note being, this is getting really, really weird. (laughs) (laughs) Also, for two years, Mary and Gene lived with Aunt Emma, Uncle Angus, uh, and grown-up cousin Alex in Scottsville, Iowa. My note was, oh, that's too bad. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> so they get on the island after being on the the, the being the, on the sea was a lot longer than I expected it to be because I'm like oh immediately I'm like this is grandma porn they just want to get to that island as fast as possible and just start having all these fantasy scenarios of how the kids need them so badly and but no they're on the water for a long time at one point I think. The youngest one, Gene, almost threw one of the kids overboard because they were colicky and screaming? Or am I making that up? No,
2: that... They referenced she, it later, too. She suggested that, yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of <laughs> twisted. You got a little dark there for a second. Yeah, I got real, real dark throwing a baby into the ocean because they scream, they scream too much. Um, so you got to um, hold on to it. You might have to eat that thing, so... Yeah, you don't want to just that. Babies f- have a lot of fat. Yeah.
1: Um, the, the little chubby arms and thighs. So, uh, but beyond that, then they finally get to the island and... The island is, most, I'm imagining, I'm not an expert at this, but most islands that are very remote and not connected to other islands that animals can get from one to the other on, usually don't have a lot of animals on them. So you don't have a lot of islands that are like, you know, the idealized abandoned or whatever island. Desert island. Yeah, Yeah, deserted island. Uh, That doesn't have like... Boars on them, or monkeys, or cockatoos, and then just all these other animals. This one's got everything. Yeah. I mean, it's got like fresh spring water. It's got the coconuts. It's like, it's an idealized, it's basically just Hawaii. Like, yeah. You could look out on one end of the beach and be like, there's nothing out there but ocean. But I'm sure if you looked on the other side of the beach, there's like probably like a, a like a, oh. you know, some sort of like a, a sandals resort. <laughs> Perfect. A sandals resort. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, weirdly populated with a lot of animals a lot of variety going on Uh they don't have to struggle too much which is perfect for this baby fantasy yes oh the babies keep wandering off into the ocean they got to keep pulling them out they even tie a baby to a tree at one point yeah all the babies to trees at one point well they have to then they find this cave to sleep in and one night they hear a bunch of noise and uh well they
2: don't sleep in the cave oh they don't I thought they did no they they found a cave but then the tide came and they realized they couldn't sleep in the cave Ah, so they built their little shelter by the the
1: stream these details are boring but also only lend to more scenarios where the kids are crying and they need to be saved it's just, it's just disturbing to read. Yeah. All these details. Like, why am I reading about this, like, ocean? Like, oh, what's the tide? And they're talking about the tide and everything. Like, why am I reading this? Oh, it's because the babies are going to get swept out of the tide. Now they are going to save them. It's, just like, it's disturbing. So then uh, monkeys, a family of monkeys go swinging through. One baby monkey sticks around and gets left behind by its mom. And yeah. then they realize instantly the mom's never gonna come back for this monkey baby. Yeah. It's been abandoned, and we will care for it. So now they have a monkey that they Bonus have named baby. Prince Charlie? Yeah. <laughs> so now they're having babies not just from the human arena, uh-huh. but from the wildlife arena. Yeah. Uh so Prince Charlie's a thing. And of course he's you know human-like and adorable, whatever. And mischievous. <laughs> yeah. Uh and then after that, they finally meet uh, Mr. Peterkin, Yep. who's a, a guy who chose to live on this island. Once every two years, a boat comes out, it dropped him off initially, but then comes out to drop off supplies yeah. and letters to a woman that's waiting for him. Uh,
2: apparently, I don't That was weird.
1: But he's been there for at least eight years, if not yeah, longer. Yeah, he has
2: like the love of his life is back in England. And he's writing letters to her. But he had to get away from it because he couldn't stand his brother and sister-in-law, apparently, and their eight children or something. Oh, so, I missed that part. Okay. Yeah. good. Sure. Oh, oh, the questions those kids asked. So I had to get away from it <laughs> and live by myself on this island. Yep. So he's a he's gruff, a fussy yeah. little man,
1: uh-huh. uh, and chooses to be there. So then it turns out he has goats. And then one of the baby goats is being neglected because it's, for some reason, the mother goat's rejecting it. And so then uh, it's, like, emaciated and whatever. And so they they adopt, basically, the baby goat because no one else will care. This whole thing is ridiculous and yeah. weird. Yes. I felt creepy. There's no sex involved. There's nothing sexual or creepy. It's just that the obsession with things need to need me. I need these things to depend on me for this life. <laughs> it's so weird to me and creepy. So they adopt that. I forget what the goat's name was. Uh, uh, I don't know if it had a name to it. I don't know. Who There's cares? seagulls and crabs. And then <laughs> as time goes on, they learn to warm the heart of uh,
2: of uh, Mr. What's-His-Name, Peterkin. I think a, a pivotal chapter for that was chapter 13. Mr. Peterkin has his ups and downs. <laughs> That's
1: right. I forgot about the name of that one. Oh, he lost a toe. Yeah. They ask him about it because uh, they, initially they didn't see him at first they just saw his footprints in the sand they yeah. know in the footprints in the sand he's missing a toe yeah. and they said they finally met him and came to his place and stuff and he's all crabby and mean and they said how do you lose your toe and he made up different stories every time they asked so yeah. he's a liar
2: yeah uh, oh should we talk about all the religion stuff too I was just trying to get to that these Hold children sure love God okay
1: so they invite him to dinner uh, there is a lot of talk before that, about um, God and, uh, like, so one of the baby's names is Jonah, and so they were talking about throwing him over the boat, and they said, like, Jonah and the whale, and they made a lot of references about, like, biblical stuff there, I'm like, eh, that's yeah. a little weird. Uh-huh. Plus, it was written in, like, what, the 30s? So, 1939, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> but now they invite uh, Mr. Peterkin to dinner, uh, and they sit him down and do this entire... Because it's Sunday. Like a sermon. Yeah. Oh, also... They decide that they they found a, a journal, and um, they were going to keep track of the dates so that every Sunday they can proselytize the children. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, but you're on a desert island, and you need to find mm. fresh water before you
2: die. Yeah, no, it's it's easy. This island, it's a it's a land of abundance. There's yeah, they find out bananas, it's land of yeah. coconuts. nuts. Fresh water everywhere. There's plenty of time to proselytize.
1: They invite him to dinner and they say, Church first. It's Sunday, you know, and I prepared a sermon. And he says, well, tan my hide uh, (laughs) to surprise and protest. Uh, We didn't really plan to tan your hide, said Mary politely, only to bring you to judgment. If you don't mind. (laughs) Now he'll sit quietly. (laughs) So he actually gets into it. Suddenly he's like... I don't know, turning into a Quaker where he's getting up and shaking his, you know, whatever. Like, I, I need a touch. Yeah, it's because of the babies. And, uh, but then one of the babies starts screaming, and then he's like, ah, screaming babies, and he takes off running. Uh, and Jonah's screaming. They wonder They wonder the next morning when he's still screaming, did he catch anything from Mr. Peterkin? <laughs> <laughs> they literally say, do you think he caught anything from him? <laughs> and then for no reason, he cuts a pathway from his little hut to theirs, and uh, so it's uh, easier to get back Yeah, sure, it got through the jungle because yeah. it took hours to
2: go the long way around the beach.
1: right mm-hmm. um, And so then, uh, but it's because he's fallen in love with Elizabeth uh, or Lizzie or whatever he's calling her. Uh, and so he just wants to be able to see her more frequently. Um, so he comes all the time and I wrote down, uh, and this is actually a quote, he makes her ride cock horse on his knee. I'm sure in the 30s <laughs> that's innocent, but by today's standards, you would never write that he makes her ride cock horse on his knee. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I'm not gonna
1: And then they realize it's Christmas Uh, And then he says, Christmas, strike me pink Which is, by today's standards, kind of has a sexual connotation (laughs) Spank me till I'm red in my buttocks (laughs) Strike me pink Strike me pink Uh, And then there's a storm And they all get split up, and weirdly, the monkey reunites them.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Prince Charlie, you'll never cease to amaze me. I
1: know. Uh, And then they start to cry and miss home. And one thing I forgot to say that I made, and my notes are done after this. One thing I forgot to say is that they start to cry and miss being home. Um, And then, of course, later, a boat comes earlier than the two years it's supposed to take. Uh, So that's like, you know, that's the yacht that the parents are on. But they start to cry, and they're missing home. And they're like, God, I wish I could go back home. And then that's when uh, the older sister mary says to jean sing the scottish song they keep singing a scottish song whenever like they feel low to descendants make descendants them...
2: sentence of william wallace or something those yeah, yeah i forget what that song is i too. don't want to yeah don't remind me please
1: <laughs> yeah oh and that's the other thing uh, that i forgot to mention they sing songs that you have to read, they like go for a page or a page and a half. Yeah, it's songs about what they're doing at yeah. the time.
2: It's just Gene making up songs. It's about as if what I was like, like,
1: Ben and Glenn are podcasting, and Ben's behind the mic too much. <laughs> like, it's just it makes no sense. It's stupid and it's annoying. <laughs> and it's in the book so much that I just started skipping over the songs because yeah. I didn't want to read them. <laughs> I don't know. I think that pretty much covers it for me. Do you got anything else you you feel like you want to add about uh, the weirdness of this book?
2: No, I got a couple of quotes, but
1: go that, on. It's... I got a couple too.
2: So uh, they're they're uh, towards the beginning. They're they're on this island. They're deciding what to call it. They decide <laughs> to call it Baby Island. Um, they decide that they're the uh, the royalty of this island, and the, the baby that are their subjects. Yep. And uh, they hear Jonah's shrill wail. Um, accompanied by Anne Elizabeth's voice crying for breakfast. Um, <laughs> Our subjects are calling us, said Mary, <laughs> starting to run. You're all mixed up, Mary, laughed Jean as she ran to help her sister. We're not the king and queen of Baby Island. We're the slaves. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love that when they had uh, when they found fresh water, they said, we need to name this. And then uh, I think it was Gene's like, we got to name it after the president of the United States of America. <laughs> so they, but they didn't say what the name of the president was. They just said like, oh, so they named it after the president of the United States. Then Mary also wants to name it after the babies. And Gene says that they're too young to be involved in important matters. <laughs> I was like, what does this have to do with anything? Then they sang more songs. <laughs> yeah, there's
2: there's a lot of singing.
1: Oh, the song is called uh Remember You're a Wallace Sing Scots Wahe We.
2: and then you'll be all right. Also, I like uh later on in the book, towards the very end, um they decide that the baby Jonah um he's healthier now that he's been on baby island for a while.
1: <laughs> yeah, under their care. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Why not?
2: Yeah. So that's that's good. I have Finally um, turning things around. The notebook thing?
1: I found that in here. Uh, And it's lucky I have this notebook, too, she said, for the calendar will help us keep track of time, and that's important. If we didn't have a calendar, we might forget when Sunday comes, and the babies (laughs) must be brought up to respect the Sabbath
2: day (laughs) and keep it holy just as they would if they were at home. Oh. All I know is that you should never judge a heart by the kind of face it wears.
1: (laughs) Oh. Oh. One that justifies my use of the phrase and you can't tell me it's creepy anymore. Um, I have the quote, murder, said Jean. What is it, my pet? <laughs> my pet is in the book. You can't tell me it's creepy to say anymore. It's fine. It's in the book.
2: Grandma yeah, you said. know what else is in the book? Like cock horse and slap me pink. <laughs> it's wonderful what the sight of a sweet, clean baby will do to a hard and cruel heart. Well, Ben,
1: what sucked about this book? I wrote The Grandma Porn.
2: Yeah, it's basically encouraging little girls to kidnap babies. Mm -hmm. Um... Yeah, it's just weird. Yeah. It was just weird
1: and disturbing. I didn't like, know about that intro where she's like, I used to be able to bury, uh, <laughs> borrow babies all the time. And then in the first chapter where they're like, we used to, they'd only let us hold on to the babies on this boat for like a half hour. We deserve more time. It's <laughs> like, what the hell is going on? So <laughs> was, that,
2: that gave that some
1: context. Was that
2: ever a thing or is that just like in this author's little world? Or like a hundred years ago, Did was this a thing where like, The height of entertainment was kidnapping your neighbor's kids for a half hour? I
1: guess. I I mean, it's a possibility. Like, I know that when I had my kids, you'd have these other parents that either have slightly older kids and they miss infants. Because, you know, infants are just there to... I mean, infants are gross. They slobber. The slobber, I remember the spit, and it was ridiculous. And the running nose, and I hated it, personally. I was happy when my kids got to be about two years old. But there's other people that just miss that shit because it's just this tiny little sack of skin that can't do anything. And you get to just hug it all the time and it can't fight you on it. So, yeah, I mean, I did have people that were like, hey, let us babysit your kids. And I was like, "Mm, no, stay away (laughs) from me. Like, no, I'm not going to let you borrow my kid for a while.
2: What if I let your kid ride a cock -cock on my, (laughs) my, oh, yeah, cock horse. (laughs) Uh,
1: what's good about this? Uh, that the kids were freed from the baby obsessed girls <laughs> at the end of the book. Yeah, that, that there was, was freedom at the end. They didn't spend. I, I, halfway through the book, I started to think, "Oh my god, is this a series where the grandma porn gets to pick up the latest, ep- like the latest chapter of the book or whatever?" It's like this time it's Baby Island, but like there's snakes or something. Like it's just going to be new angles for every book. I don't know. Uh, what the hell? I wrote Bible references. Jonah and the whale. Oh, they mentioned Job. Sunday sermons and praying before dinner with the pirate.
2: I think it's pronounced Job. Oh, Job. Eh,
1: fuck off. I can't. It says J O B. I'm talking fast.
2: I, I don't want to get all the hate mail from the devoted Christian followers.
1: That's another thing. Ben says he wants to start fights with other people, not other podcasters, just authors of the books we read because <laughs> he wants hate. Why do you want hate mail?
2: Because it would be a fun bit on the show. I think every week we would just read like the juiciest bit of hate mail that we got on Facebook or whatever and like, hey, look at this. Here's a real zinger from uh, Kent in Indianapolis. Kent. That's an interesting choice. Yeah.
1: Uh, you don't have the email account. And if I asked you to please filter all the hate mail so I don't have to witness it and feel self-conscious doing my episodes, you wouldn't. I would be the one going through all that stuff and being like, oh, my God, everyone hates us. And then you'd be like, send me some more hate (laughs) mail. You'd make more people angry while you're doing the segment. And this is a hobby. It's a fun hobby where we're supposed to have fun. We're not supposed to piss people off and be miserable all the time.
2: (laughs) Would you recommend it? Fuck no. (laughs) To an old lady. Uh, no. No? No. Find something better to read, old ladies. Oh, like those uh, weird romance books? Yeah. Old ladies, if you're looking for something fun, uh, read Helicopter Man Pounds Dinosaur billion Your Ass instead. Oh! It's part of the Tingleverse. Oh, yeah. Actually, ladies, FrightPod, uh, listen to that episode. They even talked about it in their
1: previous episode.
2: Well, they They heard them
1: mumbling to themselves about, like, no, it's Helicopter Man.
2: Yeah, they listen to every episode, though, don't they? Yeah, our biggest fans. Yeah, and we listen to all their episodes. Great show. Listen Do to Ladies you? Fright. Do you? I've started listening to them. Yeah. Since you told me about them. <laughs> yeah. Well, why don't we uh, play the promo?
1: All right. And you can learn a little bit more about them. then. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> <laughs> it's ladies fright we tell spooky stories and try to figure out what about them makes them so scary using personal anecdotes psychology and sociology lauren maggie and jackie dive into urban legends ghost stories and other tales that give us a good fright because this is ladies fright oh what a fright find us wherever you listen to podcasts Well, that's a perfect time for us to break, because, Ben, it's now time for Ben's Corner.
2: Um, You kind of referenced this passage already, but I'm going to read it anyway. Oh, okay. It's kind of early on. They're uh, kind of uh, new to the island, and they're uh, kind of uh, assessing what they have, what supplies they have on them. So, mm. Mary's pockets were always more orderly than Jean's. She had a small purse with a few coins in it, a very neat notebook with a calendar in the back, and a housewife. The housewife was a small leather case containing a pair of scissors, a thimble, thread, and needles. Why is it called the housewife? I don't remember reading this part. Which Mary declared would be very useful in keeping the baby's clothes tidy. And it's lucky I have this notebook, too, she said. (laughs) For the calendar will help us keep track of the time, and that's important. If we didn't have a calendar, we might forget when Sunday comes, and the babies must be brought up to respect the <laughs> Sabbath day and keep it holy, just as they would if they were at home. <laughs> but we can't go to Sunday school on the desert island, objected Jesus. Well, what was that? <laughs> no, replied Mary, but we can lay aside our labors and sing a hymn, and you can repeat the 23rd Psalm to the children so you won't forget it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Man, that was fantastic! I like the other sister where also you you do like the Louis Anderson voice. And also, like, but what about the one? <laughs> that one got me. That was too much. Well, but with that, uh, I think we're done here. You got anything else you want to say about the goddamn book? No. Nah, me neither. It was. <laughs> I want to say it's not the worst thing I read, but also I really wish I didn't read it. It was pretty fucking bad. I mean, it's not like Sean Penn's book bad,
2: but it's just like. Well, no, uh, you could like tell what was going on, but that almost made it worse. Like Sean Penn and Morrissey, those are like incomprehensible. This one it was quite clear what was going on. And it was very <laughs> disturbing.
1: <laughs> you know what this is for me? This would be the equivalent of going to like your parents' friend's house. Like you have to go pick up a, I don't know, a video cassette. And you, you go over there, they told you you're supposed to go, and you said, okay, I'm on my way, and you go over there, and then you knock on the door, but the door opens slightly, and you're like, ugh. And you're like, hello, I'm here to pick up the video cassette, and then you kind of hear some noise in the back, but no one's coming to the door, so you just kind of walk in going, hello, hello, and then you walk into the room, and there's your mom's friend wearing a leotard with, like, clown makeup on, and like singing some song like, I'm a little jewel," <laughs> It's just like, <laughs> and you run out screaming.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's like that.
1: It's like that for yeah. me. Just uh-huh. eerie, way too personal. I wish I didn't... I just saw inside the mind of this author, and what I saw was real eerie and creepy. Yeah. Super sappy yeah. and sweet and creepy and gross. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
2: it's icky, icky book.
1: Well, what are we going to read next, Ben? We, well, what we well I don't read? know. Do we dive into the... Oh, shit, you have a
2: lot. Oh. I just I just brought them if you want to assess them right now. Love Story is supposed to be pretty bad. Isn't this the one... This is the one that um, Al
1: Gore claimed was written about him and his wife, Tipper. That's what you told me, yeah, so... Yeah, so I, maybe I don't. it's not true? I, I've heard that rumor. I, he claimed it. It's I don't a, know if it, it's not true. But it's a know. small
2: book. that It's got that going for it. Yeah, it's very small. The Naked Face. I don't remember this one. I don't either. I bought it for some reason, from Bookshop.org. Bookshop.org is on a mission to substantially support <laughs> independent booksellers. Find Judge... titles such as Go Ask Alice. Speak. Love story. Are you done? Judd Stevens
1: is a psych, uh, psychoanalyst faced with the most critical case of his life, and he does not if he does not penetrate the mind of a murderer, he will find himself arrested for murder or be murdered himself. And uh, it's got a... Uh, a sexy lady on the cover, so that'll be nice. Hunting for hidden gold by the Hardy Boys. Yep, that's, oh, is that's this the racist origi- one?
2: Yeah, that's the original racist oh, one.
1: Ooh, did you already finish it?
2: I have not touched it yet. Okay, so I'm kind of wondering. We'll have to figure out how to coordinate that.
1: Yeah, I wonder if I can find it for the Kindle. We'll find out. I doubt they're going to be like the Kindle's not going to have the originally published in 1928. Yeah. It, it's The badge says The originals Originally published in 1928 Just as you remembered them But this is the really racist one Yeah <laughs> Well let's go for Love Story next And we'll figure out How to do the Hardy Boys All right.
2: Love that. Story by what Eric Siegel Is that the opposite Eric name? Siegel Yes uh, Eric Siegel
1: With an introduction by Francesca Siegel
2: <laughs> <a>
1: Sister Wife
2: Oh <laughs> uh, we'll find never out Alright
1: Well with that
2: well, uh, In a week or two I don't know
1: Thanks for listening And uh, we will see you in a week or two.
2: Book Boys! If you liked what you heard on this episode of the Book Boys, how about you check out the website? Go over to nuzzlehouse.com. There you can see all of the previous episodes of the Book Boys, as well as Glenn's other project, Leaves of Glenn. Also there, there's a link to our affiliate shop at bookshop.org. It's bookshop.org slash shop slash nuzzlehouse. Bookshop.org is on a mission to financially support independent booksellers. Also, find us and follow us on social media. We're on Twitter and Insta. Now, careful, this one's a little backwards. We're there at House Nuzzle. Not Nuzzle House. That's House Nuzzle on Twitter and Instagram. Go ahead and slide into our DMs if you have any praise or suggestions or complaints. We'll take anything. Please, just pay attention to us and interact with us. Thank you for listening.